Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Who Art Thou podcast. My name is Barak Harden, and I'll be your host. And today I'll be chatting with pop singer, songwriter, and musician Taylor Mass. I'll be chatting with Taylor about what inspired her to start creating her own music, making pop music with a personal and intimate focus, what it's like to be a female pop musician in Ireland today, and Taylor's new single, Me Again, which is out on April 16th. We get to talk about what the song's about, how it's recorded, all that kind of stuff. And we also managed to talk about Taylor Swift and Charlie XCX quite a bit, which I was delighted about. So anyway, without further ado, I'll start the show with the theme music from the lovely Zach Stevenson. So uh, this is going to be episode, is it episode eight? Yeah, episode eight of the Who Art That Podcast. We're here with Taylor Mass. Taylor, what's up? How are you? Hey, <laughs> uh, I'm good. Thank you so much for doing like, this. This is, well, thank you for having me. I was like, it was so funny. You asked me when I was with friends and I was like, oh my God, guys, I'm so cool. I'm going to be on a podcast. <laughs> and they were like, you've made it, Taylor. You've made it. You're on a podcast. <laughs> Very flattering. I was like so excited. <laughs> yeah, and I asked, yeah, no, because I think you sent me, you asked you on my mum's birthday and you sent me that lovely message wishing mum happy birthday with, I think, oh, with God. one or two drinks. We could. Pl- I'd had a bit, <laughs> I'd probably, I'd had over a bottle of rose when I sent that message. What's her name? Fiona, Fiona, Fiona isn't yeah. it? I was like, hey, Fiona. <laughs> we won't play it, but uh, we'll save you that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, so we'll get well, first question here. Like for any for anybody who hasn't heard your music, how would you describe it to someone? Um, it's definitely pop music. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like to say that it has a real meaning behind it. So it's not just when I write the songs, I'm trying to make these really catchy melodies, but also there's a real like deep message behind it. It's it they're they're from my life. Like mm. you were literally hearing my diary my thoughts, my real life experiences, but I try to make it in a sense that it's super catchy. Yeah. I try. I pref- and like the production is pop. I get that hundred percent, especially with, we will, we will, it's, yeah. it's down the line, but we, you know what we're going to talk about. But, uh, the, the next single me again. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, like, so like, what was kind of the, what would be like the first influences then that got you into music? Like who would be the person or like thing that made you start going like, oh, this is actually really, really cool and outlet and all that kind of carry on. Um, well, I actually never, ever sang for anybody until I was like 16 years old. What? Um, cause usually people, yeah, usually people are always like from day one, you know, performing, m- not me. I was like the most timid, wow. shy child you could ever come across. Um, and I kind of, when I was 15, I always sang to myself. And when I was 15, I remember like listening to Taylor Swift and that was when she was becoming really big and Mm. with love story and all that stuff. And I was like, who is this girl? And then I remember seeing on like MTV that she wrote her own songs. And I was like, what? 
And then I said to my parents that Christmas, will you get me a guitar? And they bought me a guitar for like when I was 15 that Christmas. And I went onto YouTube and I like Googled or YouTubed like how to play these like four chords or whatever it was. And I just taught myself from like some person's tutorial. And then I went up to my room and then started writing my own stuff to do with these like chords I just learned. Yeah. And then uh, there was no stopping me there. Everything <laughs> I did was like channeled through songwriting. Wow, 16 is so, like I thought, like, yeah, because exactly as you say, you, you you talk to most people and go, oh, you know, I got my first instrument when I was like 12 or whatever. But to start singing and like to have like the voice that you have, like, because you have an amazing singing voice and writing at 16 seems really Thanks. late. But like, so what, like when, how, 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 like when you were writing your first songs, like how did they come about? Like, what, like what was kind of the mindset in them? Cause you have a very kind of like, um, personal kind of thing. Was it always going to be personal songs, personal driven songs? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think from day one, songwriting is my therapy. Like whether I'm happy, sad, like grieving, like I actually, like I write a lot about death. I've had loss in my life. Mm. So I'd often write about loss. I write about happy things as well like it's it yeah from day one it was like once I learned those four chords I was just started like randomly writing and singing things that were happening to me in my life and it's always been that way and do you like does it kind of come like very kind of like instantaneous or like does it is it is it a kind of a long kind of um laborsome kind of thing of like trying to get everything in because it must be very like um no go on sorry Oh no, it, it depends. It, depends, it yeah. honestly depends. If sometimes if there's like say something happens and I'm like, I really want to write about this, sometimes I will write all these like lyrics first and then try to put it into a melody with chords. Yeah. And then sometimes I literally just sit down, like say at the piano and start playing and singing at the same time and it will all just come in in one go. Like I could write a one song in like 10 minutes. And it's done. And then other times it would take me like a week where I just keep coming back to it until I'm until I'm happy. So happy, it actually yeah. just totally depends. Yeah, whatever comes to me. And like you were talking about, like I ha, like you were saying that, you know, 16 kind of was the first kind of time. Like when did you actually start playing live then with your own personal songs? Like when I was <clears throat> sorry, when I was 16, that was when like I did like a talent show in school. Like that oh, was okay. and that was the first time I had sang in front of people and I literally got my guitar and sang like a cover of something. And that was like huge for me. Um and then once I got over, I was like, that wasn't really that bad. <laughs> and then um yeah, then I think when I was like 17, I did like a few open mic things, you know, like in pubs where I just got up yeah, my guitar yeah. and I sang a few originals, a few covers. That was it. And then during college, I did the same thing. I did, I did like, you know, do you remember what's it called? Um, what's the little pub next to um the button factory? Something door. Oh, oh. I can't remember what it's called. Is it Back door. Something. I can't even remember the name of it myself. Is it the back I, door? I don't Side know. Door? I can't remember. It doesn't I know matter. Exactly the there, I know exactly the pub we're talking like, about. <laughs> but I can't remember it myself now. Yeah, I did like a few open mics there. like, And then I did ones in like Malahide. I just randomly did things. It was all just acoustic, me and my guitar. The only band stuff I did with my own music was all in college yeah. for like college gigs. Um, Yeah, that's it. And then all the the backing vocals I did for like Monkey and LK as well. No, oh, yeah. And uh, so like when, like when did you start, uh, when did you go in to f- re- record your first couple of songs then? 
Oh, so I actually did recording when I was about 17, 18. I did like a few little demo-y song things in a studio, but they never saw the light of day. I think they were on SoundCloud at one point, took them down. You took them down. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> they're actually not that bad they're just I wrote them when I was like 15 you know yeah, yeah. um so <laughs> then I think it was two years ago I was like I'd like finished college and I was like I really want to now that I have like everything under my belt and I'm a lot more confident leaving myself a bit more um I basically was talking to Tully um who's a who was a lecturer in BIM and I was saying to him like I'm I'm looking for a producer to do like pop songs with and then um so he was like I'll definitely work with you so I started working with him and John Doherty from Little Hours um and I sent them like loads of my songs and then we recorded a couple of them together and then I also worked with Tully with um Stuart Gray from Jealous Town Studios and I did like a pop song with them as well so it was kind of like over the space of two years just like in and out with like new songs I'd written with those like group of people and yeah here I am (laughs) (laughs) and are you kind of like do you like recording or like yes you do like it do you because I've heard some people really yeah I think I really do I think it's because because I'm a soul like a solo artist like everything I make is always from the piano guitar and just like my voice yeah so when I go into a studio that's when it like comes alive it's like I go to the producers and I'm like, this is what I want. Like, and I'll show them loads of reference tracks or like, I'll give them loads of ideas of what I want. And then they start to like, like make the whole song yeah. come to life. And I love it. And then I love getting in and recording my vocals and then like egging me on. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, they but- proper do like I have to say like working with Tully and stuff like he'd be real like you can sing better than that Taylor go push yourself more and I'm like okay I'll try <laughs> do you know I like um I remember so it's good I remember what was it uh Monkey were doing a recording and Zach had to do vocals one day and the guy was really you know kind of like oh this is great this is great and like being really supportive but Niall that particular day was like do you want to get a few cans and we'll go down we'll go we'll go somewhere else but you can come to the studio for the first like maybe one or two hours and be fine and myself and I were like oh that sounds like a great idea and apparently Zach was doing really good takes until myself and Niall came into the studio and then all you could hear was the two of us screaming over each other and your mom was like Zach you're doing you're doing absolutely fantastic your vocals are great but unfortunately, there's two fucking Egypts who keep re- wrecking all the takes. Uh, so he had to stop. <laughs> Took the hint. That's the thing. Took like the when hint. you're in the studio, when you're in the studio with people, you get very giddy. Like there is a thing. I just buzz off music. So like, yeah, it's like when I've been recording my stuff, I've been the only person with the producers. So it's very serious. It's <laughs> like I am the boss. I am going to get this done. And it's like, bam, bam. And I'm I'm like done in two sessions. But like I've been in the studio multiple times at Monkey. And it's just <laughs> <laughs> like I do be laughing during takes and everything like they're just great crap. And you can like. see the guy, you can see that it's funny, like seeing the, but because it, it must be such a great buzz of like, you know, like, you know, when he hits something, you're just like, oh, we've got this now. We're like, this is like, you know, and then like yeah. everybody in the room was like, oh shit, this is really, yeah. Just wrecking everything. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. Like you get so excited. I'm like, yes, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually, uh, 
moves right into my next thing. It must have been class being in the recording studio making me again, which is your new single, because that is an absolute yeah. bop. Like, <laughs> when's it? It's out. It's oh, out. On, it's you. so thank good. You. I literally like I put it on. I put it on my mom's birthday because I know you sent it to me beforehand because I was like, I know it's coming out. It's on. It's out on the fourteenth, isn't it? It's out. Yeah, 14th. Uh, the 16th oh, of April. Friday, oh, 16th of April. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I can't, wait, I can't wait for it. But I literally was like, this is such, it, it gave me like um, such like a uh, holiday Madonna vibes. Like I was just like, oh my God, I can't wait. To, um, this is, Ooh. yeah. Um, but like, what was it like making that song? And like, if you want to tell us a little about like the kind of story behind it and all that kind of character. Yeah, I basically, like I'd gone through a time of someone making me feel so not like myself and like like I'm such a giddy like outgoing person mm. I love being around I'm so social love being around people love making people laugh love laughing I feel like I wasn't like that anymore yeah and I kind of had like died inside and um it was a lot to do with who I was around and um once I was not around that person anymore I like Oh, I just read. I was like, oh, oh my god, yeah. oh my god! Like, and then I was just again. I became myself again. I I was suddenly like this bubbly person, full of life. And even all my friends said it. So I wanted to write this song. Of, I'm, I, I remember sitting down with the guitar, being like, I'm going to write a pop pop song mm. of like not giving a crap and like like being free and just. I want people to listen to this and be like. Yeah. yeah like I was like the girls are going to be sitting in the room having their pre-drinks <laughs> before going out to the club and they're going to play this song and they're going to be like you know on a yeah, bus yeah, yeah. <laughs> going out for drinks or yeah so that was the whole like vision of the song and yeah it was it was good fun because like when you when you sent it to me that was one of the things that I said I was like well this is an absolute pop banger disguised very uh subtly as an extremely personal song like if you listen to the lyrics of it particularly yeah this is a very personal song but it's just so kind of like fun and just like i just want to get out and go for a dance like and i don't even dance like but i was just like i just want to get up and dance that i was like this is a it's class like i really really enjoyed it and i can't wait to oh yeah because it it. came from it came from a place of sadness Mm. like it, it did you know what i mean and it was like coming around from that like the lyrics and the verses are kind of like emotional and like look reflecting back on being sad and then it's like but I'm actually deadly now so (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) no it's it's I do like I like listening to it myself I'm like oh yeah this is exactly what I wanted this song to be yeah no I I just I can't say it enough I can't wait for it's released and seeing people's reactions to it and then kind of um like actually where where did you record it Actually, um, in Jealous Town Studios that Stuart Gray owns. Oh, lovely. Okay, I don't actually know where that is. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said lovely. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really nice. It's place. a really nice place. I. <laughs> and uh, so we kind of well a bit more of a serious, uh, a bit serious question here. If there was one thing about the Irish music scene, um, what would you change? Um, like. I suppose if I was think of it in like a gigging sense, mm. I feel like I'm going to, when the pandemic's over, I feel like if I was going to go gig, I'd find it hard because I'm a pop artist. Um, Like a lot of the gigs and stuff that I go to around would be very like alternative or rock. Yeah, and they're mostly rock gigs. Like personally just haven't, personally haven't experienced a lot of like proper pop scene in Ireland so I feel like I wouldn't fit in 
like uh, <laughs> as in if I, I did like a showcase of some people yeah hopefully like so when I think about it like that I'm like oh I don't know how much of a pop scene there is um which I'd like to change that is actually a good and then, spot a good part I actually I don't know many many pop stars like pop like pop solely pop musicians especially in Dublin Dublin is prim- primarily like rock hard rock punky kind of yeah. stuff at the moment that's a good point actually or alternative, or alternative kind of yeah. things yeah so I feel like I always did feel that in college I did feel like I don't really fit in with this vibe yeah <laughs> like what, what I listened to or the songs I wrote um I definitely would like to change that like and especially like solo artists I think it's mostly bands there's not many yeah. solo artists that I come across um gigging yeah but no, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just not in with that. No, I but definitely agree with you there. It's that's fu- what I've noticed. It's funny, but po- I always think about pop music, like because if you had spoken to me about five years ago and asked if did I listen to Charlie XCX, I'd probably laugh at you. But I think because like I used to be just metal, <laughs> metal and rock only. But I think pop music has come a long way. But I there mu- there might be just that s- slight kind of thing. I don't know if it's with Irish people that just like they won't really give like you know like really good like pop pop stuff a chance for whatever reason mainly I might because we we're just like a rocking yeah. country it just needs to pave a way a little more for because I think pop music is fantastic like I genuinely listen to loads of top of pop music every single day yeah I do think it is changing with the male side of things like if you if you look at like Gavin James and Dermot mm. Kennedy and stuff they all are going quite pop and mainstream commercial yeah like all the Irish men like even the script, like they are pop. Oh, they're music, a pop band you know what I mean? like, through, yeah. But yeah, and so there is pop in Ireland, but it's mostly men. Yeah. And like, I feel like there needs to be a time for these pop women. We need like, we need like an Irish Dua Lipa. You know what I mean? Like there's like, you know, the America have like Taylor Swift and Ariana Grande and England have like Dua Lipa and Rita Ora and all these like amazing girls. And like, we don't, we don't got no we one. We don't. Well, hopefully you'll <laughs> pave the way for that. <laughs> we need some of them. <laughs> yeah. I'm completely on board with you. I listen to all the artists that you just named. <laughs> so I'm fully on board yeah, with that. Like, and there is girl. I know, I know so many girls that write like amazing pop music that are do like have amazing songs and they're out now. Like, and they're like, I think they're amazing and they're just not really, I don't think they're getting, that's one of the things about the Irish music scene. They're not really getting enough recognition, are they? Like they're not really no. being played on the radio when their, their songs are banging. Yeah, no, I completely <laughs> agree. Like, and you never really see like, I don't know, like I would gig, I would go to gigs quite a bit. I did, well, before this was a whole thing. But um, I never really saw kind of posters for solo female musician pop stars. And I think, especially when you put out that the the UK, especially the UK and the US have so many that you you couldn't even count. Like there's so many to count. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was a very, yeah, no. I know it's mental. It is mental. Um, Yeah. Like females, I know we have like, we only have people from like the 80s like Sinead O'Connor and like Enya like they're like probably the only or like the Cranberries but like but that's it like there hasn't been really anyone new well, we have the, in ages that have had a good chance we have Soak I suppose but she's not really pop though yeah, yeah. I don't know It's a, that's a good answer I, that's we're, we're gonna change yeah, that yeah you should change, change it that. I believe I believe in you <laughs> full heartedly <laughs> especially, especially with this new song I can't wait I, I seriously can't wait for people to hear it 
Um, uh, thank you. We have a fun question here. If you were to collab with anybody in the world, who would it be? I think I know the answer to this. Taylor Swift. Yeah, Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even. Do you know what? I, a, a girl. <laughs> sorry, go on. <laughs> No, no, you got it. I haven't. I had it written down because, especially like with so, like I asked local boy as well. Like with with solo artists, I think it's a kind of a cool question to ask. And I had it written down. I was like, I know the answer to this already. Like I know who she's going to say. <laughs> <laughs> the absolute queen of everything, mm. <laughs> obviously. Although, um, if I was to pick a guy, I'd pick Charlie Puth. Oh, good pick. Because he's cool. Yeah, he is cool. Yeah, he can. He's like he's a pop artist, but like he loves jazz and stuff. Like he like all his pop songs have like a cool chord in them that like he snuck in there that people <laughs> like wouldn't notice, but we would because we're musicians and we're like, yeah. Do you know the only time I've actually ever I've I, like I only know the song that he did. No, I know a few songs by him. He did that song with Wiz Khalifa, but whatever comes into my mind with Charlie Poof is he did that kind of. I don't know, you know, on James Corden's show where it's like truth, truth, or you have to eat something if you don't want to say what it is. Oh yeah, he, and he yeah, he, yeah. he just gagged. It's called spill your guts. Spill your or something. guts. Yeah, yeah. He's on it, and he just gags yeah. his whole way through. Like he nearly gets sick at absolutely everything that they bring <laughs> up. And I thought it was hilarious <laughs> and very endearing at the same time. Like anytime somebody goes, you see him in the back going like twitching, like. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but uh, I love him though. Yeah, He's try cool. a pizza cool one. And so. Uh, who, in your opinion, is an artist that everybody should check out? Oh. Oh. Halsey. <laughs> How, oh, good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, Halsey. Did you see her I live? I think she is. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, did yeah. Oh, my God. She did, like, 20 songs. And she was the main thing on the stage. Like, she didn't have any backup oh, dancers. Wow. She, she had her band. Um, and then she changed her outfit a million times. But, like... <laughs> It was like, how, how for 20 songs could I not stop looking at you? And there was no like mad production, like theater production. It was all her like expressing herself and going mad. And what I love about her is she has pop songs, rock songs, like alternative songs, ballads, acoustic. Like she has everything like in e- each of her albums. That's why I love her so much. Like, Yeah, I love that song. Experiment on Me was the song that got me into her. I thought that was a brilliant song. So it, she comes on with like a full stripped, yeah. a full stripped uh, stage like there's nothing nothing really showy about it like there was lights like lights, she, had, yeah, yeah, well. she had a load of lighting going on and like video in the back but like it was just her and the band like there was the band were kind of coming in and out she did have this thing on this in, on the ceiling that came down and she got on it um but there was no backup dancers it was just her oh, wow. like yeah for- it was and it was amazing like I was obsessed for someone to have 20, what, do a show for 20 songs and it's just, it's more or less just them on stage and have the audience's attention the entire time is extremely impressive. <laughs> yeah. You don't see many artists. Oh, yeah. I think she's all. like next level. Oh, I need to go see. No, her. like a lot of, and a lot of pop artists have a huge production. Like that's the whole part of like, I suppose, pop music. But, but like this girl, like didn't have that. And I was just like, I actually nearly preferred it. I loved, <laughs> see, I love the songs. I love the songwriting. So for me to just listen to her and what she had to say, the way she moved was like, I was like, yeah, yeah. this is, this is a bit of me. Do you know, I've actually, I, I, I find <laughs> I've never actually seen a pop show that had like a mad amount of people on stage, except for the very first pop show. The very first concert I was at was Britney Spears. 
on the toxic tour, which, like, that, which I'm not even messing. I'm not even messing. And I had Khalees as the Khalees as the supporting act as well. And I was like seven years of age, and I Fab. and I heard what I've I've figured out what milkshakes was about at that concert. But um, but uh, yeah, no, that was my first, and that was like all the it was dancers and all kind of nonstop, and it was amazing. But I've never been to an actual pop gig that had that again, and I'm kind of I want I kind of want to go to that at the same time, but I also kind of don't want, it yeah. depends on the, I suppose it, it depends on the artist wholeheartedly, like, but, um, yeah, they, a lot of, like, I suppose I've been to like Ariana Grande, I've been to Taylor Swift, yeah. um, and they would do that. They would have like full production, full dance routines, like props, but then they always do like two or three songs where they just stand there by themselves. Yeah. Uh, so you get a bit, you get, get a, a bit, bit of, of everything. Yeah, I remember actually because did you see Taylor Swift in Croke Park? Yeah, yeah. Charlie XCX was. Of course I did. Of course <laughs> you did. Yeah, Charlie XCX was on that tour, and I remember seeing <laughs> she doesn't dance. She doesn't have like rehearsed dances, and she said that was the first time that yes. you ever. That was the first time that you ever had to do yeah. like. But apparently, it was who was the other support? It was Dua Lipa, wasn't it? Was the was the was the, was, the, was it Dua Lipa? Was the second? No, support? it was Camila. Oh, Camila, Camila Cabello. Cabello. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they had to do the rehearsed dance. Hers was so produced. Oh, really? Yeah. You didn't like it? Yeah, she. Well, yeah, <laughs> I noticed that like everything was like choreographed, whereas oh, no, she was good. Everything was like super choreographed, whereas Charlie XCX. I see. I loved her. Yeah. I preferred hers. I thought she was like. I just wanted to like listen to her and see what she did. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, it's funny, like, I, I try not to bring Charlie X up because I do love her so much that, like, even when I started the podcast, like, uh, I think Zach or whatever is like, you do realize you can't talk about her the whole time. And whatever, any chance, any chance Aww. I get, like, a, a natural put way to put her in, it's like, I'm taking it right now. <laughs> I, I love her. Do, do you like her song with um, Christine the Queens? Gone. It was my favorite song for three, yeah. for three years in a row. <laughs> <gasps> I love that song so much. And I'm like, I think it's so underrated. Like, I don't think many people know it. Or like, no, they don't. It didn't get a lot of radio play. And it's it's amazing. It's so good. It's so good. I remember being at work. I think it was easily the best pop song of that year, in my opinion. And I remember being at work. And, it was. It was. It was so good. And the office found out that I liked Charlie XCX. And they were like, what? this is just weird. And I was like, why is it weird? And they're just like, it's just, it's just, it's what, it's weird. And I was like, listen to Gone. And the girl behind me, uh, her name was Grace, just listened to it. She goes, holy shit, that's an absolute bop. And I was like, I know! It <laughs> is. Makes amazing songs. But um, yeah, no. And it's such a good, like the lyrics are so good as well because it's it's a banger pop song, but it's also about like not fitting in but see, like I, in society and like feeling unstable and like... But th- that's why I think... I, that's why, Hating people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's why I think I like what I really like about your music and what I like about Charlie's and any kind of pop artists that I listen to. I like pop artists that aren't writing songs that are like, I like them, you know, obviously be bops and that kind of Karen, but I hate kind of just random lyrics thrown in about a story that never happened or whatever. I like something that's quite personal and endearing. I think, I think it makes it for a much, much better listen and much more captivating at the same time as well. And it's cool being able to dance to something that's also kind of like extremely personal at the same time. You're kind of like, what the fuck is like the whole thing that it plays with your head at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. Love analyzing lyrics. Oh yeah, I know. I like literally. I when I was, I used to collect CD. You can probably see oh, all those there. And then there's another yeah like, three hundred there. You used to flick through the lyric books. I just I think reading <gasps> lyrics. You just saying, yeah. did you? 
Do you remember like when you'd buy a single and like the lyrics didn't come in the single case? Like I used to put it in my CD player, play it and then pause it and write down the <laughs> I lyrics. I did that as well. It, pause it, write it. <laughs> like I remember doing that to like, uh, like Rihanna's first ever single that came out and I went to like HMV with my dad and bought it and I think it was Unfaithful or something oh, yeah. like that was for you could like Google the lyrics and I was like, you know, my little singer, like story of my life, you know, here I was <laughs> writing down the lyrics because I wanted to then sing them in my room. I don't know what age I was. <laughs> I'm trying to think when that came out. Do you know, I did this. I, do you remember the Now CDs? Do you remember like Now 51 and all that? Yeah, kind of crap? <laughs> that was yeah. I had yeah. I had nearly yeah. I had so many of them. But um, there was a, there was a guy in my class. This is when we were like seven, I think, or whatever. We might have even been younger, but he was singing Switch by Will Smith. And um, he was just, he was trying to sing it, but he was getting the words wrong. And I was just like, hey, um, I have that on my Now CD. I can write all the lyrics out for you if you wanted. And he was like, yeah. Aww. And uh, it turns out he didn't want them. And um, the lyrics were also Aww. the lyrics were also all wrong as well, because he's, he's rapping so much like it's just it was a complete jumble mess. Like, And you can bear in mind like the seven year old's handwriting as well. But yeah, and I used to write the lyrics out, too. And they were never right. They're all, there was always one or two words mm. wrong in it. Yeah, sometimes you can't hear what they're saying, like, and you just make up your own thing. And then when you actually do Google them, you're like, oh, my God, I've been singing the wrong lyrics for like for ages. five years. Well, I remember my my yeah. one of my favorite stories about somebody getting lyrics wrong for so long was, um, do you know this? You, you know, the song Living on a Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. Well, yeah. my mom was a, yeah. my mom was a big, big, big Fiona was a big Bon Jovi fan. And um, she was out one night with her friends and she goes, Johnny used to work on the dars. Like genuinely thought the song was about a guy called Johnny <laughs> working on the dars. And the dars. The dars. <laughs> and I think my dad is just like, Fiona, what, what was it that you just said there? And she's like, Johnny used to work on the dart. And it's like, that's not what it is. And is you, it the docks? It's the docks. Yeah, the docks. And she goes, why? The docks. Why the, I was like, oh my God, is it the docks? Why the fuck would Bon Jovi be singing about a lad who works on the dart? <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Not good. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. I can't even think of one oh, that I've really probably gotten ones. wrong. So uh, yeah, well, we'll go yeah. on to the next question then. So what does 2021-2022 have in store for Taylor? Um, well, <laughs> day by day, to be yeah. honest. Um, no. um, I mean, like music wise, I'm just going to keep writing and try to keep recording remotely yeah. even because I, I like when it comes to like gigging, who, who, who knows? And yeah. um, so I actually just decide I decided to not even think about it because there's no point so like I'm just still writing and I record my own stuff in my house and I'm just going to try record remotely like when restrictions lift I want to like record more singles and I think I just want to keep on releasing some pop bangers and just keep on releasing them until I just keep working away. until I drop yeah <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's the music plan anyway. Because I mean, it's great fun. Yeah. Do you like? Do you? I'm you. You seem like somebody who gets some tremendous fun out of out of what you actually make. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I'm like, like even if I'm like super stressed, and say like there'd be a week where I'd have like say two gigs, and then I have like like three rehearsals, and I'm like in the studio, even though like I'm like tired and like stressed and like trying to learn a million different lyrics they are the best weeks <laughs> of my life 
just, just push, love just them. Like I just love being around musical people and just love singing and being around music. Like, yeah, yeah it's like the best kind of tired and stressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that leads me to my final question and is what do you enjoy most about making the art that you make? I know you kind of touched on it there, but like what's the thing that you, you, you enjoyed the utmost out of everything else? Um, I think getting to express something that's happened to me on like in a song because I feel like I get the last word (laughs) (laughs) it's very (laughs) that's a great way of putting it that's amazing yeah (laughs) I like that (laughs) um I feel like I get to pitch publicly my side of the story Mm. and they don't um do you know what I mean I know I know exactly what you mean it's like it's, it's like even with this song coming out I'm like this is everyone's gonna know you know yeah. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so satisfying it's like I'm doing good and here's my song and I'm gonna tell everyone about it and but then I also like that being vulnerable I think being vulnerable is like really powerful mm. like as in my first song I released was a really slow sad ballad about like struggling in life and it was so personal and everyone knows that like I went through that and I don't even care because I'm like I was so vulnerable and I put it out there and like I got lovely messages off people being like I've never related to a song so much in my life you know so that kind of stuff is so rewarding you're talking about bad news are you yeah Yeah, that was yeah that was a very yeah that was because I know it was the first time you released I remember listening going oh who hurt Taylor it was a very kind of like but it was it was beautiful but it was a beautiful (laughs) I was hurting myself it was like it was a very beautiful song at the same time. My mind though. was hurting me. It was, uh, yeah, it was about mental health. Like it yeah. was about literally losing my mind with panic and anxiety. And like, I, I don't know what to do with my life. And I was like, yeah, I just wrote a song about like literally losing my head. And um, it's so vulnerable and so honest, but like, I don't know. I think that's like what art is about and oh, that's music. A, so it is what it's about. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of cool. and it worked out in the end because people liked it. Yeah, but it's, it must be amazing that the 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 thing that kind of relieves you of stress is also the thing that you absolutely like. The, the like the biggest relief of like tension and all that kind of stuff is the absolute thing that you'd love doing at the same time as well. Yeah, yeah. No, it it is amazing to have that outlet. Yeah. Like I always advise if I know somebody like who has a lot of thoughts in their head or going through something, I'm like write it down, hmm. like. Just, just write it down. Like <laughs> it'll like take half the tension away from your head. <laughs> but should they say like even? I know it's not the same with Sahrain, but they say that like if you have something, if you're feeling really negative towards somebody, you should write it down on a piece of paper and not speak to them. Not no, speak to them. But writing yeah. it down helps it more real and literal that you can actually verbalize everything better in your head and understand actually mm. what's going on with yourself at the same time. And then you're able to turn it yeah, into a bop at the like, end of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was like a bit of turmoil. This is fantastic. New song. <laughs> I can dance to this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, Taylor, I don't have any more questions. Um, that was fantastic. Uh, just for anybody. So the next single is out on the 16th of April. Yes. Yes. And, yeah. and where can everybody find it? Well, like it's, it's going to be on all streaming platforms. So like Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, Amazon Music, everywhere you can possibly get music. It's going to be there. Lovely, lovely, lovely. And hopefully in the next few weeks, I'm going to be recording a music video as well. Oh. Um, 
exciting. Yeah, the, the, but this pandemic yeah. has been ruining all my plans. Um, there was like a few different locations and things we were meant to do, and then it couldn't go ahead because of restrictions and blah blah blah. So hopefully, in the coming days to weeks, I will be able to film something that's decent, decent. and um, <laughs> put it out there. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Just me dancing around like a lunatic, basically. <laughs> You're not going to get a convertible car, no? Do you know what? Oh, my God. That was the original plan. <laughs> the girl that I do my videos with, Sarah, she was like, Taylor, I envision you in a convertible <laughs> driving in the mountains, like blasting this song. And I'm like, yes, that would be amazing. But um, Highly dangerous. I can't go past my five kilometers. <laughs> Like I can't go past my five kilometers and uh, don't have a convertible car handy. Um, so <laughs> it was just unrealistic. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe in the future. Fucking up everything. All right. Well, Taylor, well, thank you very much I for know. being on the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. It was great chatting to you as always. Thank you for having me. No it was problem. lovely to have a chat. <laughs> I uh, hope to see you soon. I'll see. Hope to see you soon. Yeah, yeah when all yeah, this is over. Yeah, or so whatever. Like, yeah, bit of mosh, bit of mosh bitten, Yeah. <laughs> who, who knew? Who knew I'd ever say I missed a mosh, mosh pit, pit or sweaty people? Like, you know, <laughs> give me that mosh pit and yeah. Do you know, I don't even <laughs> like mosh pitting. You can ask any of my friends. I don't like being at gigs with people bumping into me. But I don't like the, it either. It's the thing that I, I cannot wait for it to come back same i hate it like usually when it happens i'm like get me out of here but now i'm gonna be like in the <laughs> middle like shove me around people like 